Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Sunbury Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Shikolimi football. We are contractually obligated to mention that because we can't make you know who upset. And I'm not talking about the chief. I mean, we got to keep we got to keep you know who happy. Exactly right. And that's why we made up the story yesterday about Luke's first word being soup. <laughs> Well, another day, more rumors, more waiting. And more irrational decision-making. What's today's irrational decision-making? This ACC proposal to have oh, all Division One teams tournament? play in the tournament. Uh, are you serious? That is probably the of all the stupid things that have been decided since March when it comes to sports and dealing with with the virus. This is probably the dumbest of them all. Get a banner. <laughs> I mean, you've already talked about that you may want a bubble for the tournament, which is fine. It's all good. But what makes it a good idea to put potentially 168 teams? or 128 teams, whatever it is, in said bubble. A bubble is for a small community? Not only that, too. The NCAA tournament, as I've, as you know I've mentioned before, Steve, already has too many teams. 68 is too many. I was fine with the way it was at 64. But I get why they did it. 100-plus? Are you crazy? <laughs> 
Not to mention the level of competition would just be terrible early on. Well, first of all, it'd be 350. It wouldn't be 128. Okay. See, that's worse. It doesn't take as long as you think, by the way. After one game, 350 becomes 175. And then after... After uh, the next round, you're down to... You have to have one team get a bye, but you're down to 88 teams. Then you're down to 44. So in... in in three rounds, you're down to 44. In the fourth round, you're down to 22. Okay? I just don't think you need any of that. What I think they should do, Steve, and you can tell me well, the logistics of this, well, if, if it would be good or not, is you ha- you make the tournament all... If you want to keep it at 68, that's fine. If you want to go less, that's fine, too. I would say you need to have at least all of the all the conference champions like you normally do and then depending on how many more teams you want you take the teams that finished the furthest in their said conference tournament so like if so like if you finish second mm-hmm. in the tournament you you still like if you if you make your conference tournament game both those teams get a bit similar to how the PIAA does it for most districts and most classes so if you want to mm-hmm. go further Maybe the top three teams in each conference of of each conference tournament get in something like that, but allowing one hundred plus teams is just ridiculous. Well, no, they want everybody, which is three hundred fifty. Right? Yeah, if they put everybody in, it's just ridiculous. But yeah. does that seem like suitable to you that that can happen, or I, I don't know what, what what your process thought process was on this? Well, okay, the thought process. This is financial. All right, this is what it comes down to. It's it's money. Now, I know that, you know, I know Dick Girardi was on the show, and, you know, and at one point Dick mentioned, you know, why are there 18 uh, entries in the Kentucky Derby? Usually it's 20, uh, instead of the usual max, which is 14. And I know Dick mentioned it was probably about money, and I said, when's the last time you and I ever had a cynical discussion about money? (laughs) I hope everyone sensed the sarcasm in that. (laughs) Because <laughs> that's what it was meant to be, our part. So we talk about it all the time. About that. Jack and I talk about it all the time, too. We talk about the money part. A lot of this is going to come down to money. So now money for the Kentucky Derby is a little bit different than money for college sports. And you say, well, why is that? Money for the Kentucky Derby is the people at Churchill Downs making money college sports is different and you're seeing this already the effect that it's having in the number there have been over 200 programs that have been dropped since COVID-19 began 200 programs because again I've, I've said this once I've said this a hundred times one of the reasons why this show has continued to succeed is that we've always been you know, yeah, we'll talk about this game or that game or whatever but an issue-oriented show if you're going to do an issue-oriented show, that means you do have to at some point talk about money 
And if I've said it once, I've said it a hundred times. When the Ed O'Bannon trial came up, dealing with EA Sports, and if you want to get the suit going, the fact there's no NCAA football game in EA Sports, if you want to get him going, just bring that up. Because he loved that game. Uh, and, I mean, he loved it. Very true. A lot of people, a lot, but a lot of people did. I mean, Kevin was typical of many people. Like, they missed the game. But if I said it once, I said it a hundred times. The best witness that Ed O'Bannon had was Mark Emmert. When I remember distinctly, almost verbatim, what I said that day when his testimony came out. And he started talking about the ivory tower. Like, what are you doing? Oh, about, you know, about the student athlete and academic. No! Any jury's going to look at you and go, what the hell's he talking about? Right? They don't sit there and th- a jury doesn't sit there and think about it in idealistic terms. Nobody thinks about things in idealistic terms. You got to get into the terms that everybody understands, right? All this money that we got from EA Sports and college basketball went back to universities and athletic departments. That way, they could feel. I said, you know, and look at the jury. How many of you believe in women's sports? How many of you believe that young men in Soccer, gymnastics, baseball deserve an opportunity. That's where the tell them where the money goes. And instead, we got this platitude speech about the concept of the student athlete and everything. That's a jury sitting there, twelve people, right? You handed it to him on a silver platter. And O'Bannon sitting there going, "Yeah, just let him keep talking." Let's let him keep because the jury's like they're tuning the dude out. Hey, where's the money go? So now let's go back to what your original question was. Okay, they had an insurance policy on the NCAA tournament last year, but the insurance policy payout was between thirty-three and forty percent of what the normal payout would be, which means every athletic department in the country got exponentially less than they're used to getting or had or had budgeted on getting they had budgeted on getting getting an expanded tournament may mean expanded dollars cuz it's expanded rounds okay you you'd get i think let's be realistic here three i think it would be three extra rounds now, three extra rounds could be taken care of in a week, by the way. All right? But it would be more games on TNT, TBS, CBS, and the only time all year I watch True TV. So, Matt, that's what it would be about. It would be about three extra rounds, where in three extra rounds you'd get more money. It's about what I expected it to be. Right, Okay, but but again, that's because everybody needs it. 
That's one thing that for that's one thing I think if you have any semblance of intelligence and you look at how this has played out all those assumptions that some of you, not all, but some of you made oh look at that business owner, he's rolling at it, oh man, he's looking at it, right Okay? There are some of you who have probably had that attitude over the years. Right? Now, you notice I've never had that attitude over the years. You know, want to know why? Because I grew up in a family with a small business. I know, in growing up in one, how thin the margin can be. I remember my parents paying salaries out of their savings because there wasn't as much intake Right, and they're paying. They're paying. They're paying salaries out of their savings account. I mean, you hit those bad times sometimes, and then when you hit it good, then you know, then you can get more people, more money, and so forth, which they did. They gave out raises and bonuses and things like that to do it. Well, I think this is what we found out with small business. If you really have been paying attention, is how thin their margin is. That's why, for example, a restaurant operating at 25% capacity can't make that. Now it's going to go to 50. Oh, that makes it much, much better for them. Yeah, it makes it much better, but they're still not the break-even point. It's just the way it is. And hopefully if you've been paying attention that you know, a, small, a small business, which is the lifeblood of our economy... They may not be on the Dow Jones industrial average group, but they're the lifeblood of what makes makes it go. I mean, we're we're made up of. I mean, we're working. You and I are working for a small business. It's the same thing when it comes to athletics. You've now found that the margin of error, right? They are not swimming in dough. You know, Penn State had a you know a rainy day fund of what five to ten million. Okay, well five to ten million goes like that. You can't maintain thirty-one sports on your reserve. Can't do it. So that's why. Well, they're going to expand the NCAA tournament. Bad. They're doing it because everybody needs the additional money. Everybody, the margin of the margin of error for Bucknell. What? The margin of error for Bucknell athletics is skinny as skinny gets. I mean, let's face it, the only sport that that, that gets them to a, a decent part is basketball. I mean, football Absolutely. doesn't make them football doesn't make them any money. I mean, it just doesn't. And that was even before the pandemic hit. Right, before the pandemic. You know, I've talked about this a million times. Just because you go into Rec Hall and it's sold out. Don't walk out of there going, man, they're just ra- wrestling is just raking in the dough. Wrestling loses tons of money a year at Penn State. Re- I mean, here, wrestling loses money. Imagine how much it loses other places where they don't draw anybody. And most wrestling programs don't draw flies across the country. They don't draw anybody. Okay? They don't. Penn State sells out and loses money. Okay, that's how thin the the that's how thin the margin is in athletics. 
So if they're talking about an expanded tournament, it's because they're going to have fewer regular season games. That's the reason why, Matt. And that is part of the proposal because the ACC coaches have said they're not comfortable with playing anything non-conference schedule. And I've heard talk about the Big Ten playing a double round robin, 26 Big Ten games. I mean, I've heard that rumor. I don't know if that's going to happen. But see, that's what's happened all this. You're finding out that the margins of all these things are razor thin. If sport, if college sports were about profit and only profit, football and basketball could probably take the year off, survive, and move on. But the bottom line is, is football especially, and then men's basketball, they got to pay the freight for everything else. And when you have to pay the freight for everything else, which is in some cases, 18 to 30 other sports. Okay? You don't have enough money for that unless you find ways to expand it. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now, from the Sunbury Motors studio, here's Steve Jones. All right, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. Great pre-owned inventory. They go over with a fine-tooth comb and a great service department. And it's not just major repairs. Look, you want to make sure that your car is maintained. They'll take care of your maintenance with relative ease, quick and on your way. It is all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia. Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. Uh, Brooks Kepka's withdrawn from the U.S. Open. He's He's been hurt. Um, so he is uh, he's out of the U.S. Open. Yeah, let's give the PGA Tour credit, by the way. They had a couple hiccups early, but they negotiated an entire season because the Tour Championship is their last official event of this season. And they negotiated it with hard work, but made it look look like it was done with relative ease. But that has been the pattern with every sport so far. Uh, the pattern with every sport so far, right? and there are no exceptions to this, every time they began to get back into playing, they had an issue. And then after that, it settled down. And that's been the pattern with all of them. PGA, you know, I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll quickly do a cliff notes of it one more time here. But, and I think that's what you may see maybe with the NFL, maybe you'll see it with college football. But every single time, it has settled down. NASCAR really had none. Jimmy Johnson, who, by the way, Jimmy Johnson's going from NASCAR, just signed a two-year deal with Chip Ganassi and IndyCar. And he finally got some star power over there. Jeez. 
mean, the only name anybody knows on that circuit still running in Indianapolis as we speak. And that race started August 23rd. It's not good. You're, you're aching to say something. I, I know you are. Uh, but Jimmy Johnson had a false positive. That was it for NASCAR, right? Was there any other issue with NASCAR? No. PGA Tour had a couple players and a couple of caddies early. I think they had a couple caddies at the Heritage, and then they played the Travelers in Cromwell. And everybody's like, uh-oh, what's going to happen? There were five, you know, five WDs at the um, at the Travelers. I'm like, oh, boy, here we go. They had none after that. Zero. BJ Tour did fine. NHL. They started their camps in their cities. Tampa Bay had a problem. All the others didn't. Then Tampa Bay settled down, finished out their camp, then went to the bubble, and now they're playing terrific hockey. Again, early, after that, no issue. The NBA, all their stuff, you know, the, the Lakers had a couple of guys, there four in the Nets, um, but that was all back in March and April. They've had none in the bubble. They all arrived. They all arrived clean and ready to go. Okay, all when they all arrived, they were negative. When in other words, they were negative. I mean, Russell Westbrook. Remember, he was a little late getting there because he had to finish a fourteen-day quarantine. But that was it. Right? They've had nothing. You know, Major League Baseball had problems with the Marlins early. Then, about a week after that, the Cardinals, you know, oh, what, what, one person on the Reds, what, one person on the Mets, maybe two. You know, some of them are front office people. But got right back to it. Everybody else, no issues. Except for the Marlins and the Cardinals, really. I'm not going to count the Mets and the Reds because they, they, what, they missed a couple games apiece. That's it. Everybody else, it's been the Cardinals or the Marlins. They haven't had any trouble since. None. The NFL has not had any trouble. They've been in camp. The NFL, they have been hitting in camp, not every day, but they've been hitting in camp since August 17th. No issue. There have been no positive tests out of any game in college football so far. Now, there have been delays in playing some college football. For example, uh, TCU-SMU is not going to be played. They're going to postpone it to a later date because TCU had a problem. SMU played a game, had no problem. But TCU had a problem with positives. Okay. Clemson had a problem early on. They have no problems now. LSU and Auburn have had a couple of issues, but they're all they're back. They're practicing full steam. Uh, Baylor Louisiana Tech is the big noon uh, Saturday game on Fox. That's been postponed because not Baylor. Baylor's fine, but Louisiana Tech had a problem because the hurricane came in and they had to evacuate campus. Well, in evacuating campus, thirty-six of their players came back, and. 
they have to postpone. Baylor's fine. Uh, Tulsa was supposed to play Oklahoma State, but Tulsa had a problem back in August, and because they lost some practice time, they didn't feel they were ready to play the game, even though they're back practicing full-time. All these problems are early. Once everybody's been able to get going, oh, MLS, there's another, the other one, MLS. Okay, they go down to the bubble in Orlando. They had to send home Nashville and Dallas, right? Everybody else stayed. Now they've been back playing regular season matches. How many matches in the MLS have been missed? Oh, that's right, none. U.S. Open Tennis Championship. No, no, no misses. All the problems have been early and then ironed out. That's been the pattern so far. I'm not speaking out of turn here. Which which part's incorrect? I think I've got I think I've got them all pretty much right, don't I? So I mean I just you know so the college basketball thing, yes. Is it indoors? Yeah, of course it is. You're not going to play that outdoors. Believe me, the amount of time I take to go from the bus into the arena, try to make it as quick as possible in the Big Ten in the wintertime. Okay, let's go. You don't take that leisurely walk from the parking lot. Hey, it's a beautiful day. It's eight degrees. Yeah. Oh, man. A week from today, they'll announce what they're doing. So back to your point, Matt, about the ACC proposal to have everybody make the tournament. In other words, play a regular season, probably all conference games, and then play an expanded postseason. It's That's all about money. Extra rounds will mean more money. I mean, the networks didn't have to kick in any money last year for it. And that's that's what it's going to be all about. And the reason that it's it's not about diluting the basketball tournament. The issue is about saving as many sports as you can. And that's what it comes down to. How many sports can I save? And that's totally fair, and I, and I totally get it because it's it's tough to see. Some of the early repercussions already, and we're not even into the next year when we can see more of those cuts. I just think, from a fan's perspective, I don't know if you're going to get many viewers for some of those early games, but maybe something, some crazy upset happens, and maybe it changes the whole tournament. In that case, great. Then we all get to enjoy that, but I just don't see very many of those scenarios happening. Because the first four, really, if you look at the first four, for example, that doesn't get that many viewerships. If you're going to watch, oh, you're yeah, going to watch because, yeah, oh, my, yeah. it's the tournament's oh. back. We're excited for I, it, but I, you don't really care about the, I, the teams or whatever. And the level of play is not as good. I agree. And, I, and I've said many times on the show, uh, everybody loves Cinderella until Cinderella keeps winning. Right? I mean, one of the lowest rated Final Fours ever was the, I think it was the second game. It was VCU against Butler. Well, two Cinderellas. I mean, VCU came out of Dayton 
They had to win an extra game. And, of course, Butler. Butler had Gordon Hayward. Brad Stevens was the coach. And Hayward took a shot from midcourt to try and beat Duke, and he just, just missed it off the back of the iron. But the VCU-Butler game in Indianapolis, okay, in the opening round, everybody loves Cinderella. Like, oh, oh, wasn't that great? Look, because I was, okay, I covered the Florida Gulf Coast-Georgetown game in Philadelphia. I was there. It was remarkable to be there and see it because what happens is the arena really gets going because all the fans of the other teams, they want Georgetown out. You know, Georgetown had Otto Porter and, you know, right? And these kids from Florida Gulf Coast are like, yeah, firing up threes, doing all sorts of crazy stuff. The arena's going crazy because the fans from Creighton are cheering for them. The fans from Duke are there cheering for them. The fans from San Diego State were there cheering for them. (laughs) Because they didn't want Georgetown to advance. They'd rather have this group over here advance. So the fans are going crazy for them. So it was like playing a home game, except they never drew that many fans at home before, ever. Okay? Um... (laughs) But then, then they get to the second round. All right, now it's intriguing. All right. I remember, if I'm trying to remember correctly, I think it was Florida Gulf Coast played San Diego State. And they beat them. But the problem is, what you'll notice is that the further they go, the more the interest falls away. And the Florida Gulf Coast got to the Sweet 16, and this happens a lot. Normally, the Cinderella game is the weakest-rated Sweet 16 game. Kind of like starts declining in interest. Um, Like George Mason beat UConn in the Elite Eight to get to the Final Four. That was interesting here because um, Gabe Norwood, Jordan Norwood's brother, was on the George Mason team. You know, it's Brian Norwood's son. You know, you know, it was interesting here because, I mean, I watched the Norwood children grow up. Now you see Gabe, whom I, I was begging for Gabe to go to Penn State, but they only offer him, I think, is a walk-on. And the uh, so it was interesting here, but the rest of the country goes, eh. And so that goes to your point about who's going to watch some of these early games. Probably not, I mean, you're right, not many, but... But it doesn't really matter if they do. It would be a one. It would be a one-time only one-off. It would go back to sixty-eight teams the year after, when life starts to return to normal. And this would just be a way to get three extra rounds in there and infusion of cash when all these programs need more cash. And it's not about saving basketball, because basketball is going to make money. It's about saving your cross-country programs. It's about saving right your track program. It's about saving your gymnastics program. All right, it's about saving all those programs. And I know there are a lot. There are so many people in our area that love wrestling, and part of it's going to be about saving your wrestling program. Not at Penn State, okay? Please, there's no school in the Big Ten. There's no school in the Big Ten period that's dropping wrestling. That's not happening. But 
I mean, do you want to keep competing every year where I mean, now it's what it's down to what 74 programs in the country? I mean, do you want it down where now it's like 32? I mean, what kind of national championships is that? And that doesn't even include your typical Division One schools. Right. No, that's right. Because, I mean, there's so many. I mean, you have at least a quarter of the wrestling schools in the country in this state. I mean, that'd be 18, what, 18 be a quarter, right? Mm, sounds right, yeah. <laughs> 18 is a quarter. Well, if you have 76, I mean, I think it's 74 now. So what do you have in the state? You have Penn State, Pitt, Lehigh, Bloomsburg, Lockhaven, Edinburgh, um, Millersville, I guess, has wrestling, right? Right. I um, don't know about Millersville, but I know Bloomsburg, Lockhaven, Edinburgh, Clarion. Lehigh. Lehigh, yep. Bucknell, of course. Bucknell. I mean I mean now I mean we're climbing up there now. Because what the EWL has a bunch. In, right. All all the uh PSAC schools are EWL. Yeah. You know, you go on and on about. I mean, a lot of them are in this state. But, I mean, what kind of national championship is it? Is there's going to be 30 something schools competing? Hey, we're the national champions. Like, okay, all right. It's, it does get to that point. I mean, they were hoping to expand wrestling. I think there were going to be three more programs coming out, like Tennessee, Chattanooga. Um, I want to say Tennessee, Chattanooga, maybe Arkansas, Little Rock. And there was one other I think that was going to add. No, they're not going to add now. We already know Old Dominion's dropped. I mean, that's going to be, I mean, that's the problem. The problem is the reason you expand the NCAA tournament and expand the rounds is not for college basketball. You're expanding it to save other sports. I mean, there's a bigger picture to the to this than just, all right, the bigger picture to this than just, oh, there's going to be 350 teams in basketball. Right? They're doing it because you're a wrestling fan, and guess what? They're trying to save your sport. That's not the that's not the stated goal, but in reality, that's what they're doing. Oh, good news! Right? You know, Pennsylvania is going to what 50 percent restaurant. New York City is going to 25% capacity for indoor dining. Hmm. 25% for a New York City restaurant 
with the rent they pay means they'll be out of business by Thanksgiving. Heck of a move. Back with more in a moment on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Gary Sanchez out. Yeah. Ryan Shazier retired. Absolute shame what happened with him. What a player. I thought I I big Ryan Shazier guy. When he was at Ohio State, it was too. Uh the uh Brewers lead the Tigers 15-0 in the bottom of the eighth inning. I mean, I don't want to go crazy and off the rails here, but I like the Brewers in that spot. I mean, where else do you get analysis like that? Only right here. The Bucks were eliminated. Yes, right. The Bucks were eliminated. They now have to do something next year to prove they're not just a regular season team. I mean, here's my deal with Giannis. He needs help. Middleton's not enough. Because Giannis is not, does not have a well-rounded game. Hey, do you think he'd been the number one option in the Magic Johnson Lakers? 